0: Hello there, my music teacher friends. Welcome to episode number 80 of the Beyond Measure podcast. Christina Whitlock here, host and self-proclaimed anytime piano teacher friend here. (laughs) My apologies if you missed me last week. I decided to take a little impromptu break, but I am very happy to be back with you today. So, thanks for taking the time to listen. Let's begin today with a little housekeeping, shall we? Sometimes I think we need to take a minute and have a little state of the podcast announcement, right? Well, I'm happy to report things are great in the Beyond Measure podcast universe, I wanted to let you know that I do not plan on taking any significant breaks this summer. Now, I'm also promising myself not to feel guilty if life intervenes and I need to take a week off here or there. But I wanted to let you know that I still plan on being here for you over the next few months since I know a lot of our friends in the podcasting universe like to take some time off this time of year. (laughs) I mean, I am your anytime piano teacher friend, after all, (laughs) so I do plan on showing up for you as much as possible. I also wanted to share with you a really exciting little update on the status of my Patreon community. So you may know that back in January, I launched a community over on Patreon where my biggest fans can support this podcast and get cool things in return. So I have made like the best new friends through this process, and I absolutely love it. But if you're not already aware, I am in the process of trying to do like a major overhaul on my life (laughs) in an attempt to make more space for the things that matter most. Part of that overhaul has involved streamlining the Patreon situation a little bit. (laughs) So I've made some changes and I think you're really going to like them. So for the time being, I am not going to focus on releasing a lot of bonus content over there. But I am keeping the best part, which is our monthly Zoom party at the end of every month, obviously. (laughs) So, since I cut out the majority of the bonus content I was creating, I have actually dropped the price of the Patreon memberships, like significantly. (laughs) So, now, For only $6 a month, you will receive exclusive access to that end of the month Zoom chat I was talking about. And I can just promise you that this is a chat with people that you are going to love. I have just been so entertained by the group of teachers who have come on board with me on this. Um, But anyway, just $6 a month, friends. And if you don't care about that Zoom... And you just love this podcast and want to kind of throw me a tip every month, you can also sign up just to give a $3 donation every month. So that doesn't come with any like benefits per se, but it does help me keep this podcast rolling without resorting to sponsorships for like shoes and vitamins or whatever else may come your way. In other words, if you feel as though you get like even like 75 cents of enjoyment from each episode I release, giving $3 a month just adds rocket fuel to my content creator soul (laughs) and it allows me to keep things happening over here. $6 a month again, which kind of breaks down to roughly $1.50 an episode, (laughs) that gives you access to our monthly Zoom. So, details on how to sign up for that Patreon community are in the show notes for this episode, or you can simply go to patreon.com slash beyondmeasurepodcast. I hope it goes without saying, you can cancel this subscription at any time, and, you know, please contact me with any questions you may have. Beyond Measure Podcast at gmail.com. That's me. I'm your girl. All right. Thus endeth the business portion of today's episode. So let's get on with the show, shall we? I wanted to chat today about the importance of mentoring relationships in our lives. So the idea of a mentor is very near to my heart for all kinds of reasons but largely because I grew up with more mentors than the average girl. (laughs) I'll give you the backdrop. Like many of you, I took on my first full-time church position at a pretty young age. I was 12 years old when I took on a full-time church music gig, Um, and this happened to be at a church that was super small, (laughs) Again, if you know me, you know I grew up in a very small town, and this was an even smaller town outside of my town. Um, And when I tell you it was small, I mean we had an average attendance of, like, maybe 20 people on a Sunday. So, again, small. (laughs) And just for your reference, this was in the 90s. So... By the way, if you're someone whose alarm bells are going off when you think of young people under the influence of church, um, put those worries to rest, will you? (laughs) Because this was a very positive experience. Anyway, in addition to this being a very small congregation, this group was mostly comprised of retired and aging members. Um, And then a few of those families brought their grandchildren or even great-grandchildren. So it was a very interesting generational mix because we had quite a few older adults and several very small children. So when I got hired to come play for services, well, I definitely had the market cornered on like the preteen and later teenaged congregants. (laughs) It was mostly me, small kiddos, and some elderly people. (laughs) And I got so much attention. (laughs) I mean, a lot of attention. And truly, I will never be able to actually explain the influence that this congregation had on me in the best of ways through those formative years. And I'm putting all like actual spiritual implications aside and just saying that the benefits for a teenager growing up surrounded by a community of loving adults who invested in my future over and over and over again, well, I mean, there are just a lot of benefits. <laughs> These families threw me elaborate, and I mean generous, parties when I graduated high school and undergraduate for that matter. They constantly sent me cards cheering me on before competitions and auditions. They led by example, inviting me over for meals and activities with their own families. And like a good little student, I carefully studied all the things, like all of their family dynamics, no matter how complicated they were, and I took copious mental notes. And I think because I spent so much time with those families during those years, I just learned to embrace the wisdom and relationships that are built with an older generation. In fact, I'm quite sure I took it completely for granted. (laughs) If you're not aware there is a compelling amount of research that shows how important it is for young people to feel invested in by multiple adults, and especially adults that are not necessarily related to them. This helps foster a sense of belonging and a strong sense of purpose and, you know, all of those things that we know are needed for successful transitions into adulthood. So, I tell you this part of my childhood to help put today's focus on mentoring relationships in perspective. I'll try to keep this short today, but basically, I just have two questions for you to answer, and that's it. (laughs) First of all, I want to know who is mentoring you right now in this season of your life. So if you listen to this podcast, I'm pretty sure that you already agree with me that the best teachers are always learning. I advise young teachers all the time to beware of any occasion where they feel like they have everything figured out. (laughs) We just never know what we don't know. (laughs) which is a real problem, by the way. Since I am assuming most of us are already committed to this process of lifelong learning, I feel like this first question shouldn't be too difficult. I mean, who is mentoring you right now? Because this question can have a thousand different implications, let's stay focused on your studio teaching life for right now. (laughs) Who is mentoring you Into becoming a better teacher. I know that there are many names in the virtual music teaching community that come to mind. Um, We have such a wealth of intelligent voices who share their ideas with us online and, of course, here in the podcasting airwaves. I would attempt to make a list here, but I am way too afraid of leaving important people out. So, Feel free to message me if you need suggestions of new voices to follow, because I have a million of them. (laughs) And certainly, learning from our peers and colleagues online is a terrific way to expose yourself to new ideas. But when it comes to an actual mentor, I want you to consider someone that you have an actual relationship with. Perhaps it's someone that you pay for coaching, or maybe, and most appealingly, it's a fellow teacher in your community or nearby to you somewhere. Have you thought of someone yet? Or maybe a few someones? I really want you to try and come up with a name or two of people whom you have a relationship with and who inspire you and help lead you in making better decisions for your studio. Now, I want you to think about those names. I'm curious, are any of them older than you? (laughs) As I've mentioned today, I am definitely a sucker for learning from older generations. I will level with you here. (laughs) It is so easy to assume that we know more than previous generations. Look, that's been a fact since the beginning of time. (laughs) Young people think they have it all figured out until later in life, where they realize their parents' generation actually did know something after all. (laughs) I am here to tell you, in the studio teaching world, the older generation has a lot of wisdom to share. So please don't discount their knowledge base just because they teach out of method series that feel outdated to you or because they don't utilize technology in their studio. By the way, that is a terrible generalization, and I recognize it (laughs) because, of course, there are many incredible teachers who have kept up on all of those developments as they have aged. But what I mean to say is this so much about music study is timeless. It really is. I mean, Francis Clark was writing about teaching overscheduled teenagers in the 70s, friends. <laughs> Some of us get caught in this trap of thinking that we are the first to experience and solve certain problems, when really, these older teachers in our communities well, it's been very possible that they've been dealing with this countless times before we have. So as you look at your list of who is mentoring you right now in this profession, in this season of life, are any of those names older than you or have any of them been teaching longer than you? If not, I want you to think of someone in your community that you might be able to reach out to. I'm bringing this topic up right now because many of us are heading into seasons of lighter schedules for a couple of months, and it feels like an ideal time to reach out and make some new studio teacher friends and develop these mentoring relationships. Hear me on this. This does not have to be a big formal to-do. You don't have to ask someone if they will be your mentor. You simply have to spend a little time with them and give earnest consideration to the experiences that they're talking about. Be curious about their life. Listen more than you speak. (laughs) Ask a lot of questions. I mean, seriously, just listen to them talk about their teaching career. Consider how they balanced the things that you are struggling to balance. What did they do to attract students? Did they do anything that didn't work? And why didn't it work? The possibilities are endless here. You have heard me say it probably a million times by now (laughs) that my favorite piece of advice for teachers is to build relationships with your fellow music teachers what do I always say? They are your colleagues, not your competition. It's a huge difference. So think again about that list of who is mentoring you. There's a very good chance your list might have been blank, and that's okay. Don't feel guilty about it. Just think of someone that you can begin to build a relationship with and get to it. The clock is ticking, and I know I mentioned that I had two questions for you today. So, of course, the first was, who is mentoring you? (laughs) And the second? Well, you're a smart person, and you probably already see where I'm going with this, but here it is. Question number two. Who are you mentoring? Ah, yes. (laughs) Turnabout is fair play, after all. And here's the truth. You have much to offer others in this profession. Your experiences, just by the fact that they are yours and you have experienced them, well, they are full of lessons that others can benefit from. So as important as it is, and it really is, (laughs) to have mentors for ourselves This cycle will only be successful if we actively work to mentor other teachers as well. Don't get entirely caught up on age here, okay? You don't have to mentor someone necessarily that's younger than you, although I do think it's a pretty solid plan in general. (laughs) Who is someone you know who could benefit from your studio experience or who might even just be curious about it? Do you have a name or two who are you sharing with? Suffice to say friends. If you don't have names on either of these lists, I suggest that you think about inviting someone out for a walk around the neighborhood or a meet-up for coffee. The joys of building relationships with our fellow teachers are numerous. And I am all about breaking down those walls of what we perceive as competition amongst us. Okay, so that's really it. Two questions for the day. One, who is, who is mentoring you? And two, who are you mentoring? If you don't have responses to each of those questions, that is your homework right now. <laughs> Again, you don't have to make it awkward. It doesn't have to be a big deal. But reach out. Connect with someone. Take one little step to building those relationships. It will make you a better teacher and probably a happier human. So yeah, who's up for a toast? Raise that glass with me, will ya? music teacher friends of the world. Today, I hope I got you thinking about the mentor relationships in your life. Who is mentoring you and who are you mentoring? Those are both really important questions. I know it's become cliche to talk about the fact that we are better together, but there are few things in life that I believe more than that very thing the number of ideas and changes and approaches that I have implemented over the years as a direct result of conversations with fellow studio teachers is just astounding. Even when you hear something that you disagree with, your philosophy on teaching gets stronger by knowing that you have such strong feelings about whatever the concept was. So with that in mind, Cheers to mentors and mentees and all of the things this summer, my friends. Here <laughs> here. Thank you for hanging out with me today, friends. That's a wrap on episode number 80. And if this topic resonates with you, I want to make sure that you have listened to episode number 30, which is cheers to your local teacher friends, and even be sure to check out episode 31, which was titled cheers to challenging colleagues. (laughs) Yes, I did go there. Don't forget to consider supporting the newly revised Patreon channel. You can check that out at patreon.com/slash/BeyondMeasurePodcast. And as always, come follow me on Facebook and Instagram. That's Beyond Measure Podcast over there. And you can always email me at you guessed it, Beyond Measure Podcast. That's all one word at gmail.com. Until next time, onward and upwards to mentoring relationships, my friends.